the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Joshua Project Welcome back, friends, to the Joshua Project Podcast. Hey, just a reminder, here we are again, the first and third Mondays of each month. It seems like it's been forever since we've podcasted, Sean. It seems way too long. It's a good thing to be back. I tell you what, we want to hear from you guys. That request has not stopped. And so, ultimately, who's going to be the first person? We got... Almost 60 plus people on the JP alumni page. I'm calling you alumni out right now. Who's going to be the first one to call in? 567-482-0107. This is your opportunity for your 15 minutes of fame. So who's going to be the first person to call in, Sean Butlin? He doesn't know either. I don't know either. (laughs) I'm speechless. Hey, guys, it has been a couple of weeks since we've podcast. We just finished JP graduation. We had 15 members graduate from the project. It has just been a whirlwind of emotions. It's actually been kind of cool to have a couple weeks off, but I am so excited right now to be podcasting. I feel like we could preach for a good 25 minutes easy. How much time do you guys have? Okay, well, in the format of the podcast, we will try to keep this to 8 to 12 minutes. We'll keep it around there. As a word of encouragement for you guys. Sounds good. So this week, Sean, we're reading from Isaiah 61. Yeah, it was an amazing passage that... uh, we came across over at uh, at North Coast Calvary Chapel over the weekend, and uh, the high school groups. Uh, Jennifer, she gave a great perspective on this particular passage, and it just rang so true to us that we wanted to share some of that with you here today. And hey, man, I was down in La Jolla Christian Fellowship, so I didn't really get to hear the passage, but what I do like about this passage i've been so into isaiah lately sean just just the hope that we see in isaiah and the fulfillment of scripture absolutely that we see in isaiah i mean isaiah 61 jesus is repeating the same thing as he's reading in the synagogue at nazareth yeah in luke 4 he brings that he creates that full circle and saying he reads that verse and he sits down and says and today, the he- in the hearing of that, this verse is fulfilled. I mean, what an incredible, uh, what it would have been like to have been sitting there at that moment, if you could go back in time and hear Christ proclaiming that truth. Yeah, because awesome. you, you have to imagine that the people sitting in that synagogue are well-versed oh, they know with exactly, the words of Isaiah. Exactly. And so Jesus is basically applying it entirely to himself. Absolutely. Now, you think about the 
He says that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. I mean, what happens at Jesus' baptism? The right. Holy Spirit. In the shape of a dove comes down upon him. Comes right? down upon him. And here Jesus is saying, I am the fulfillment of this scripture. Mm-hmm. I love how when you look at the Old Testament, Jesus always validates the Old Testament, but Jesus also confirms that he is a foreshadowing of things to come. Yeah. The the new te- or the Old Testament keeps looking forward through that lens and is, is showing us the the coming of Christ and that redemption that Christ has for us. Sean, we were just talking about this in just our own private time about how, let's say, for example, your kid is in bed at night and he is scared because there is a shadow cast on the wall and it looks like this monster's arm. And yeah. So you as a father, you come in there and you try to bring comfort and hope and security to your child and you show them that indeed the shadow is from a plant that's on a shelf. Right, it's something completely different. You have to go to the root. You have to go to the subject, to the source, the of, source that. of that shadow. Mm-hmm. And indeed it's not a monster's hand on the wall. It's actually a plant on the shelf casting a shadow yeah. of a scary monster. And Jesus is saying, I come before the Old Testament. I actually fulfill all these words that you are familiar with Mm -hmm. in Isaiah. That's right. That's right. And he comes to proclaim good news. Yeah. And it's a comforting too. Even though it's a complete paradigm shift in the way that they're seeing their world, it's in in doing that, it's the, the fulfillment of that and it's bringing that comfort of that. So I would ask us... I would ask you, brothers, are you proclaiming a good news? Let's look at our Facebook accounts. <laughs> are we the end of times doom and gloom guy? Are we the conspiracy theorist? Where does that show others where our hope is in? Really, when our hope is in Christ Jesus? We don't have to worry about those things. In fact, the Bible says that nobody knows the final hour. That's right. And so we can look at the signs of the time that do indeed point to the end of days. But to predict that this person is the Antichrist or this event is the end of the world, we need to be sure, Sean, that we are proclaiming and projecting the good news to the nations that is what they need to hear. Yeah, and they don't need to be in fear of those things, but they need to know that there is hope, there is joy, there is peace in the salvation that Christ came to bring to all of us. And in that time, they were able to not focus on the situations that are around them, but to focus on the joy and the peace that is brought through Christ Jesus. I love how he goes on to say that he is proclaiming freedom. Yeah. Man. Freedom for the captives, man. We've all had that time where there was something that you wanted to change, whether it was a, a, a bad habit from the past or whatever it was, right? All of us have had that time where we've been a captive to our previous habits. And Jesus is saying right here, 
I am setting you free from that. And dude, what? Forget the past. What about right now? Yeah. What are we captive to right now? Yeah. I failed as a dad last night with my kids. But I was also able to go back to my kids as a grown adult and ask for their forgiveness. Yeah, just as, awesome. just as the Father modeled to us through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And the redemption through that, Sean, was bittersweet. Mm. That I was able to proclaim freedom back into my kids' life. Yeah. You know, he, he goes on to release them from darkness. And he releases them from darkness because light penetrates darkness you can't have darkness without the absence of light absolutely that is that is the definition of darkness is the absence or the the uh taking away of that source of light and by shining the light of christ in there darkness has no place and i've heard uh adam statmiller down in la jolla christian fellowship say what kind of light are you? Mm-hmm. You might be a spotlight. That just might be the type of Christian you are. Some of you, you might be actually a chandelier, just kind of hovering over the scene, yet you have a presence. Yeah. Whatever light you are, would you be the light in your circumstances, whether that be at home with your unbelieving family or relatives or at the workplace? Would you just be the light that through your light, through your influence of the love of Christ, you are able to release from darkness the prisoners, the chains in your life? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And I love as he going along through this chapter here, he's talking about proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, where he's talking about, he's hinting towards the year of Jubilee, right? Where it's the complete uh, wiping away of old debts and old things of the past so that that way we are unencumbered. We're free to move forward and we are, quote, debt-free. So that would be an amazing time. And that's that's what Christ has done for us by removing all of the, quote, debts of sin in our past. Amen, man. Thank goodness for that. So I would ask you, brothers... Where is it that you need God's favor in your life? And so we pray right now, Father God, for your blessing and provision into these men's lives, into our lives. That's right. God, that you would bless us relationally, physically, spiritually, financially. God, whatever your will would be in our lives, that your provision, your year of jubilee would replace the years that the locusts have taken. Yes. Whatever that may be, that Father God, we would be able to proclaim the good news and through that give you the glory, the honor, the power, and the recognition that you deserve for being father of our lives. A father who loves us unconditionally. Amen. Amen. Ultimately, Sean, that is the message we want to get across. Yeah. Is that we have a father who loves us unconditionally. He is able to take away our broken hearts. He's able to take away the chains that have binded us. Mm -hmm. He is able to set us free into a life that is worth living. That is way beyond anything that we could have possibly imagined on our own, too. Amen to that. Absolutely. 
So until next time, my friends, we, we love, love you. you.